0: Do you think lockdown, um, when we were under lockdown, a full lockdown, do you think that um, ended up bringing you closer to nature in some way?
1: Well, I'm pretty close to nature anyway, but yeah, I would agree it gave me more time, maybe. And it was a bit quieter. And I heard other people say that.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah I, think, I think you you appreciated that the escape of nature more because when you're just stuck in your house there's no, nowhere to go, nothing to do, that sort of escape was yeah, was lovely. We did, yeah.
3: We, yeah. Yeah. What was our, we did our daily walk round the Law Hill. We live in Dundee, so you can see the Law Hill from here, can't we? Well maybe not well, sort of just around the just corner corner a we did time. our daily walk round the Law Hill didn't we? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of daily walk girls?
2: Fine. Good
0: My name is Kashka and welcome to Plant Voices podcast from Tapewood Community Garden, where we tell local stories about gardening, food, nature and climate change. There's been a lot of talk about how one of the very few benefits of lockdown, which probably kept a lot of us sane when we were in the depths of it a couple of months ago, was that we got to spend time watching, listening to and learning about nature close to home. We decided to explore this a little over the next couple of podcasts. In this episode, I talked to Callum, who was involved in running a Backyard BioBlitz, an online project in North East Fife, which encouraged people to look at and record nature around them in early June, at the peak of lockdown. We also chatted to some visitors to Tensmure about their experiences of nature under lockdown.
4: My name's Cal McAndrew uh, and I work at the University of St Andrews. I'm the Public Engagement Research Officer. I help the researchers there if they want to chat to the public about what they do. Um, I live in Tayport in Fife. It's great. Traditionally, bioblitzes are sort of when you go off for 24 hours and you count up how many species you've got within a given area. So I think they've been running a face-to-face bioblitz down by East Sands. Uh, So in that area there where there's rock pools and lots of nice heathland and stuff like that. Um, They've been doing that since 2014, I think. Um, Backyard bioblitz was slightly different than that because we couldn't go to an area altogether and meet because of COVID. So, we had a little think about it and we thought, well, why don't we just get people to survey their back gardens? That's a, a nice way of getting people interested in nature. Um, it also makes them realise that they've got a great resource in their back garden or in their local green space that they can go out there instead of just sitting in the house all day. Um, uh, it also uh, came about because we got, did get quite a few requests from teachers to do stuff, stuff like this as well. Oh,
3: we we'll go outdoors quite frequently, don't we, on the weekends? And all we go got to have walk in the weekends. So, the things that were seen on a little hill were Things that we've all seen before, but the Law is right in our back doorstep. So we've never explored the Law Hill really, and we now know the Law Hill like the back of our hand, don't we? So we've we'll literally walked in the Law hill every day for about yeah. an hour, and we know every single nook and cranny now, don't we? And every path and every step. Oh and the where geez. the raspberries are. Yeah, where the raspberries are, <laughs> where the birds are. The name I'm of the
2: birds. D- Butterflies.
3: And the butterflies, actually, yeah, we saw oh, yeah, that, so yeah. Butterflies yeah. Always
2: good.
4: yeah. I'm a physicist by, by my background, um, but I realised when I was uh, sort of doing a PhD that I, uh, I liked squishy things more than physics. So I liked biology and I liked zoology and I liked all of this stuff. Um, and I think I always liked that as a kid. I used to absolutely love catching frogs and little fish uh, in rivers and ponds when I was a kid. Uh, absolutely loved that. Yeah, I would say that's sort of my first memory of squishy things. Uh, but they weren't too squish. I didn't squish them. I'd like to point that out. I did release them safely. And doing things like BioBlitz sort of brings back that sort of the childhood memories and the excitement of finding something new. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that we could sort of continue doing that with the face-to-face BioBlitz not happening this year. Uh, so I, I was very keen to spearhead us going forward with doing something remote that people could do during lockdown. i someone who I worked with, with this on, a, a brilliant PhD student called Haley Arnold. Um, so it was the two of us that organised the last bio Blitz and uh, got it all going.
1: I mean, we're really lucky on the Isle of Butte because we live right on the sea. But I think we appreciated that where we live mm. so much more. Yeah. Because, you know, we were aware of people that couldn't have those, that, those views. To see those things is... Really important, I think, in a time like that to have nature around you, Mm. made it bearable.
4: There's an app out there called iNaturalist, and anyone can download it. It's completely free and it's brilliant. It's absolutely amazing um, because it allows you to identify species or crowdsource identification of species. So, the nice thing is, me, uh, a lowly physicist, I can go walking in Tenshmere Forest just around the corner uh, and I can snap a picture of a, a bug on the ground and I have no idea what it is. Um, But I can suggest it's a beetle, for instance, because I recognize it's a beetle. Then it goes off away into cyberspace onto iNaturalist app, and then there are loads of users out there that will identify it and say, well, actually, it's a ground beetle. Uh, But the nice thing is that the identifications that come in, if we get enough of them from significant sources, then it's research-grade material, so those can count towards scientific data. And that data is shared freely over lots and lots of scientific networks, so pretty much anyone can use it. Uh, if they want to which is which is brilliant and it's great as well for just learning what's all around you My name's Helena
0: I've been using iNaturalist for coming up for it'll be two years in December um, and I must warn you from the get-go it is slightly addictive um, I really enjoyed spending a bit of time um, investigating my surroundings and having an excuse to get up close up and personal with uh, some of the plants that have been growing around me and sometimes not realizing uh, just how much of a variety we have nearby. Um, It's also given me lots more information about mushrooms and insects, which I don't have a scooby about, but fortunately I can take a photo, put it into iNaturalist, and sometimes I even get an answer um, as to what I've just seen.
4: I think that big data is a very big thing and it's getting bigger and bigger. And citizen science projects like BioBlitz essentially allow us to get more data points. So we know, for instance, um, from citizen science projects, not Backyard BioBlitz, but other ones, that hedgehogs are on a decline in the UK. Scientists can then come in with measures to perhaps combat that or see perhaps why hedgehogs are on the decline but also it can help us keep track of things like invasive species so we're actually tracking things like hogweed and things like this which aren't particularly nice uh, and some other I think Himalayan balsam I think we're tracking that as well so it's really really good for our ecosystems and how we manage the ecosystems.
3: Well, mum was interested in what bird was it mum was interested in?
2: Always talked about birds. Yeah didn't she? You yeah. saw so, Lots of, so
3: birds. lots of different birds on the but the jay was the one that my mum was... A
2: jaybird. A
3: jaybird was, yeah. was most impressed by, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what you saw know, so so there.
4: Yeah. So we were creating a, we created a social media uh, campaign around that, lots of videos of me uh, and researchers for the University of St Andrews talking about the various things that they'll find, uh, that you can find, and giving lots of bi- little bits of information. So uh, I went out very early in the morning quite a lot trying to take pictures of dolphins and tapers, and they're almost impossible to take photos off or film. But I finally got them. It only took me a week. So they're just about to go live on YouTube under Backyard Bio Blitz St Andrew's, on Facebook and Twitter under Backyard Bioblitz.
1: We decided to really do something about the garden, didn't we? And bring mm. get bir- more birds and flowers and plants and kind of focus on things you don't have time to focus on when you're working all the time. So yeah, that we, did. That we re- really And Actually, nice. were in a
3: big tenement block and a few of the other owners crept out. Yeah. And we all did up our back communal garden. Yeah. Yeah, and actually we just So I
4: I really enjoyed uh, sifting through all the data for nice photos to put up. So I I remember one particular one. I got really excited because I've only seen one once. It was a slow worm, um, which is one of, I think it's only three native Scottish reptiles. Um, And it was amazing. I got so excited when that photo came in. I think we had some... Uh, great Crested Newts, Uh, I used to love looking for them when I was a kid uh, and I could never find them. Um, They came in, so it sort of brought back all these childhood memories and sort of passion uh, for looking for nature.
1: Well I enjoyed the lack of traffic and I did wonder whether nature came a bit closer. So I was more likely to spot things like deer, closer birds, seemed to come a bit closer. It was quieter. You know, I definitely had part of me just loved that the pace of life was quieter, so less traffic. I saw families out with like more kids on bikes, maybe. So a lot of kids in the river that I, I don't think that would happen. People would have gone away somewhere to do that.
4: It's been a real steep learning curve for me, Um, but it was really successful. I think we had over 2,100 observations. We had about 400 people taking part. I think it was 700 species we found. 709 it might have been. Uh, So I think I submitted 200 photos, um, but many of them were from the same creature from different angles, so they all count as one observation. So I think in total I only submitted like 70 observations uh, on the day uh, because I was also running social media stuff in the background, so I couldn't get out too much. Yeah, but I am sort of in a competition with Hayley that sort of runs it as well alongside me, as you can get the most. And I think she's still beating me. I think she's up in the thousands, and I'm at about 600-ish different species I've got so far. So getting there. So I, I'm very fond of invertebrates. Bugs, creepy crawlies, many beasts, that sort of stuff. So I, my, my, the favourite thing that um, I think I never took a photo of, but I have seen one in Tensmere Forest. It was a giant horntail. It looks like a wasp. It's a, a giant wood wasp as it's more commonly known, and it's about the size of your thumb, and it sounds like a small helicopter is going past your head when it flies past you, Um, but it's not a wasp, actually. Um, It's it's actually a sawfly, so sawflies are closely related to wasps, um, but they've got like a a fat waist instead of a thin waist, and they're absolutely amazing. They can't sting you, um, but they look just like big wasps or hornets. Um, That was my favourite finding, and another thing that goes along with them is their larvae? So the larvae look very pretty. They look just like caterpillars, um, and they're very bright, vivid green. Some of them. Um, that was another favourite one of my findings. Sawflies.
3: Yeah, and actually we discovered. Remember discovering that beautiful nest in a yeah. in a hedge of yeah. just briar. Don't know what Our they were in bird's the end. nest, a maybe a robin or nest. something. Yeah. And then my neighbour discovering it, and then him sh- getting a picture from me and showing his grandson yeah. his bird, and it was just a bird's nest,
1: yeah, but it was hidden, so which probably was there every year yeah. for the last
3: twenty years. Yeah. But we'd have never have ventured upon that if we hadn't been in the garden
1: and so had that, the time to do that. Yeah, yeah.
4: And another thing that I particularly enjoyed was the fact that I got to learn lots. Um, I got to learn lots about biology. Um, it, it was brilliant. I love that. That's what sort of drives me to do stuff learning stuff and then sharing it with others. So it, it was brilliant and it really, really made me sort of appreciate the biodiversity around us just how much um, there is around us and how much there is to lose as well if we don't look after it.
2: Yeah, we just liked spending more time outside, didn't we? It was mm-hmm. nice and just incorporating. it. have definitely that.
4: been here a lot more. Yeah. It uh, tends to uh, forest and at uh
2: yeah victoria park victoria in park, Dundee, yeah. we went to a lot we discovered places so we wouldn't have usually been yeah. to didn't we and we got bikes i got a bike and yeah we came here Me for too. that so yeah. Yeah. it was actually a really good investment and something that yeah does boost your mental health as well so yeah yeah, yeah no. well
4: i i think one aspect of bio blitz and the lockdown has made me realize how important local community is so for instance tayport brilliant place um i've got shared garden um so i got all my my neighbors and everything involved in backyard bio blitz it was absolutely brilliant we had the little girls out um my neighbors out helping a survey and it, it brought us closer together which i think was a really really good thing so although we can't perhaps go away to see uh, people are further away we should maybe concentrate on what's around us, uh, both naturally and the sort of people that are around us as well. Um, I think that's something I will take out of, out of lockdown, that it's important to appreciate what's around you.
1: I definitely appreciated the beauty of Scotland, yeah. And could we make more use of it? Could we invest more in, well, for children, families. I just think my generation, we were always out without adults, safely able to cycle, get in the river, go up the hills.
4: Um, I mean, I, I found it very, very rewarding, uh, sort of giving people something to do that they didn't need to go far for. Because I think that a lot of people forget that nature is all around them. And a lot of people forget that the, if you look out the window, it is actually really nice out there, it's wonderful. Um, and actually, this has been actually really quite good because it's enabled us to develop a new platform um, for engaging the people of northeast Fife and Fife in general, and in fact, people as far away as Hawaii um, with the wildlife that's all around them. People such as myself who do public engagement. um, So that is, it used to just be going out to schools and talking to kids. It's now becoming its own field, uh, very much how I suppose computing became its own field uh, a while ago. And now you can do a degree in computer science. Public engagement is becoming like that. And we are looking at Backyard BioBlitz and the data that we gathered on how to engage with people. So we're already sharing it with a sort of Scotland-wide group of people who do similar jobs with me and um, so that we can all learn how to do stuff online, because we've all been doing stuff face-to-face. I think we'll probably do a lot more cycling than we used to. Yeah. Um, and walking as well.
2: Yeah. We'll
4: probably try and... Well, we are still trying to get out more uh, than we did before lockdown, so it's, it's yeah. definitely made a difference. It's made a bit of a habit of it.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Like instead of coming home and watch, sitting and watching a film, oh, we're more chilling. likely to go out for a walk. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice.
4: On the 26th and 27th of September, that's a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, we have another backyard bioblitz coming up. Um, and for this one, on top of just going out and taking photos of everything, We're very keen for you to build pitfall traps. Um, You can find information on how to do that and how to um, submit the images to iNaturalist on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Backyard BioBlitz. Um, We're also very keen to build footprint tunnels so that we can have a little look at what small mammals are in your garden. Um, I had to go and all I found were cat footprints.
0: I hope you get a chance to have a go at the Backyard Bioblitz this weekend. I will certainly be out indulging in my addiction to the iNaturalist app and trying to at least catch up with Helena in my observation count. In part two of This Nature Under Lockdown podcast, coming up in a week or so, we're talking to John Wills about the joys of really listening to the world around us. Thank you for listening to the Plant Voices podcast. For more Tayport Community Garden stories and for information on how to get involved, visit our website on www.tayportgarden.org.